It's always soccer in Philadelphia, especially on a Thursday where we yes. are now two days, 48 hours away. Back. From the Philadelphia on season opener. Kevin Kincaid alongside Dave Zeitlin. Baxter is uh, looking out the window. He's fired up for some MLS. He's missed it. These past couple of months, he hasn't been the same. He's been waiting for this podcast, uh, <laughs> as have all of you. Uh, a You've had good fil- ones without me. Ryan Richter. Adam Conn yeah, Adam- oh, well, yeah. yeah, He's not as good as well, Ryan Richter. But. Listen, man, there's a lot of, <laughs> uh, as they say, there's a lot of competition on the Union Beat. <laughs> Philadelphia Union beat. So, you know, it's uh, you got to make sure you have the best podcast out there. Yeah. Uh, this is a special It's Always Soccer in Philadelphia, a season preview. It is? Of yeah, the sure. 2018 sure, uh, Philadelphia Union, John, if you will. We're going to preview the season. We're going to taste some beers. Yes. We're going to take your questions, comments, and concerns. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, on the show today episode if you can't hear it in my voice you sound like it we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> the fun is just seeming from his voice oh man well this is my, yeah or, i'm doing this during my lunch break so i'm trying to um i'm trying to transition from ursan Ilyasova yeah. and trevor booker to borek dashkal it shouldn't be that hard their names sound the same no i mean listen <laughs> when you think of athletes you know and you put them all in a venn diagram i think there's a lot of overlap between trevor booker and oh, Joel Embiid and Borg Dashkal and Anthony Fontana. So you know what? That's a great segue out of you, Dave. I think we're going to start it right Borat. there. Borak. Uh, Borak Dashkal. Adam and I talked about him a little bit uh, at the end of last week. I asked Adam Khan straight up, what do you know about Borak <laughs> Dashkal? And he, he said, said I, you know, I don't much. know about as much as you do. Um, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen him play that much. We've all seen a few highlight clips. Uh, you know, they were there at the press conference yesterday. Curtin said he does all the things a, a good number 10 uh, uh, does. They were, they were targeting him for a while. They like him. They like his personality. They like what he brings. He was a captain for his um, national team. Uh, they think it'll be a pretty good um, triangle there with the 6-8-10 with Ali Harris and him. So, uh they're excited. I mean, I think Union fans should be excited. He's he is a at number ten. That's what you guys have been asking for. That's what we've all oh been God, asking that's for. That's a question we've been. He's not the sexiest the, number ten. Maybe how many times have we spent talking talking yeah. about number ten on this podcast? <laughs> a lot of podcasts. I feel like I hey, feel like it's one. finally here, and we're just like, yeah, okay, yeah. here he is. You know, hey, but there was a time where we didn't think it was going to happen. A couple of weeks back in the preseason, mm-hmm. when when Jim was saying it's hard to assign players, and he was talking about Fontana and El Cino and not him there, and you know. It, Fans were nervous. Um, it took a while to get the deal done. He might mm-hmm. not be here in time for the game or available in time for the game, but uh, they got the deal done. So uh, good job. So you were down there yesterday, Wednesday. Uh, they had yeah, it was the, a packed house. The, You'd be shocked. A packed house, man. How about that? Well, I I feel then as though I don't need to be down there. I no. feel as though we've passed. You graduated um, the time when the, it was just me, you, and Matt. At the yeah, press. we've passed <laughs> the torch. Uh, long ago were the days of uh, me asking John Hackworth questions <laughs> by himself. Um, what what uh, was Dash called down there? Or nah, was he, doing he wasn't pay- there yesterday. Okay. They're doing an introductory press conference with him uh, tomorrow. Um, oh wow! Okay, so th- that's at two o'clock. Um, and he wasn't there. He, he was back home, uh, just like getting some like paperwork set up. But uh, okay. Jim and Ernie, were, I both talked about him for a while. And there are some articles we both wrote about him. I think that yeah, you guys should. should I click did on. A, You know, I think <laughs> that my I don't. You know, the stuff I write for Crossing Broad now. There's a little bit of like you know, information that might be salient to the uh, to the hardcore union fan. But I try to write them now in a little bit of a 
different way to take into account like that's probably mostly four for four types of people who are reading those stories so i try to keep it like kind of basic but uh yeah maybe we break through and get some new people to uh four to for get four. on board that you know? expression kind of bothers me a four for four Ugh. i'm a four for four why can't we Philly just say fan. there are five teams the is, union, isn't that hard people there are five pro teams. the union the fusion <laughs> the soul yeah. and LaSalle basketball four for four <laughs> um but on a serious note we don't we don't think that he's gonna play Saturday, correct? Because he had a little bit. They said he had a little bit of an ankle, little thing ankle too. thing. It sounds like Curtin probably doesn't want him to play. He, he definitely won't start. It'll be Fontana, which is a cool moment for him as a teenager, alongside Trusty. Both those kids getting to start. Um, they said he wants to play. He's told Jim that. Uh, so maybe we'll see him a cameo so uh i think it's up in the air right now. now do you think he should play i mean it seems kind of uh quick. i mean i don't i don't know i don't think you have to play him in there in week one i mean remember that's the thing with these weird end of february signings where you're trying to get the guy in and acclimated or whatever i think anthony fontana is much more likely to yeah. be fit and ready to go and impactful um, you're also playing a team at yeah. Dashka, you you're know. also playing a team at home who you've won a lot against the revs who i think is could be the worst team in MLS this year. Yeah, I still think this Either is probably Colorado, one of the worst ma- worst matchups of the. I said it on Twitter a while back. I said this is probably the worst matchup of opening week, and I'm sticking yeah. to it. I'm not. Uh, There's some other s- bad ones. Minnesota, like San Jose. <laughs> well, listen, I um I saw on I was reading PhiladelphiaUnion.com and they did a. Uh, you were Baxter. Leave David. Hey, no, get I, down. I, I like, he's excited. Is that all right? If he's yeah. up there, okay. Um, and I saw that they had a typo on their Bork uh, Dashka write-up, and it said, The Quick Glance of Bork Dashka. <laughs> so, so his I, new name is Bork on the podcast? <laughs> or oh, if, you put, it, if you put it into Google Translate, it says, it says Bob. Baxter, come on, leave him alone. <laughs> Bob Dashka, or Bork Dashka. So I was joking. I was, uh, I'd found the title for the next podcast, The Quick Glance of Bork Dashka. <laughs> now, on a more serious note, because... It's always soccer in Philadelphia. Yeah, we're a serious podcast. Yeah, this is a serious podcast. Enough with the jokes. This isn't, uh, you know, Joe Rogan and uh, Edward, whatever the fuck is. I can't remember who his co-host <laughs> is on that one podcast that they do. Uh, yeah. um, he looks like a he fits the bill of what they've been looking for in the number 10. You know, they're not... Uh, this team doesn't have South American connections, you know? And the irony to me is that... They did a few years back. In a yeah. year... Uh, well... I mean, I get, well, they got more players from Central and South America. Sure, a few years sure. Back, yeah. yeah. Well, and they had the Peters contacts and Diego Gutierrez. Yeah, Diego Gutierrez, and, yeah. With Ricardo Ansaldi, who I never yeah. physically saw in person. <laughs> I didn't either. Um, I talked to him once. Did you? Okay. He, but you never saw him? You never actually I, saw I, him? I interviewed him. Yeah, he was an interesting... Oh, you did sk- see him in person. So no, I, I don't think I did see him in person. I think no. I interviewed him on the phone. Well, I never saw him in person yeah, ever, so... so. No. Um, but, you know, in a time when there's a lot of these young, uh, you know, Ezekiel Barco, for example, with the transfer that Atlanta paid for him and a lot of these young South American guys coming into uh, MLS this year, they go for the 29-year-old Czech international. And that's where Ernie's, you know, contacts and resources have been, obviously. Um, but, I mean, if you look at what they had in Barnetta. Yeah, that's uh, a good the, comparison. The type, of, the type of number 10s that they like. We've I know I've used the term over and over on this podcast before, but vo- a volume 10. Yeah, you that's know, what they want. Right, a guy who isn't going to wow you with, with spins. He's not going to turn some some fool in zone 14 and, you know, clip a through ball, um, you know, through the, through the channel mm-hmm. between the two center backs. But he looks like more of the Barnetta type with a lot of touches. Yeah. Um, 
you know, can hit some nice free kicks for you, some crosses. It looks like he drifts a little bit, like he'll pop into that right corner and kind of cut the ball back sometimes. Looks for space, um, compress a little bit. It looks like he has a pretty good fitness level. Probably isn't going to give you anything defensively, not that you've won anything really defensively out of a number 10, but he seems to be that European kind of like Barnetta, Sasha Kleschen kind of model that they've always kind of valued for the system more than like the playmaker argentine Mm -hmm. guy you know yeah i mean jim's kind of talked about this in the past he wants his six his eight and his ten to really control the game to get um a lot of the touches and he wants his wings to be fast to to maybe not get on the ball too much but like when they do to really take on their guys one-on-one to get in there and uh give a to give out guys chances so i think it's clear this team uh, this team kind of like runs through harris ali and uh, borek now and and Jim mentioned they've all been captains for their um, national team, so he kind of played that up, which is pretty cool. I, I think Andre Blake has been a captain of Jamaica too, so that's four guys up the middle. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I mean that's I mean that's clearly an area of strength. There are wings you could say are an area of strength. If you want to transition and talk more about the team, I guess the biggest question mark well, is their back line. Yeah, let me. Well, yeah, let's get to that in a sec. But first, I have to kind of correct something i said yesterday because when they when the dash call press release went out they um packaged the news about the david akam buy down so david akam is not going to be a designated player and originally i thought uh okay are they just leaving the slot open or was andre blake's number a lot higher than i thought it would be but i forgot about the um if you have three designated players you got to pay a like a luxury tax to have the third slot which is why they would buy down a com make him not a dp bring in dashkal as a dp so your two dps are bedoya and dashkal and then you don't have to pay the tax on the third slot which is spread out i believe between all of the other teams and then they did the separate transaction too where they got money 175 from new york city for an international slot at the same time that Ilsenio and Andre Blake got their green cards right now. I could have sworn that Andre had his frigging green card like so a too. year ago. Yeah. Did that, did that slip by on there? Did we report that wrong or was something not, uh, yeah. I could have sworn he already had his green card because he had been here uh, at UConn. He played at UConn. Yeah. So it's been a while since he's, he's been in this country. Okay. So going, yeah. going, we'll go forward in a second, but, um, Baxter's like freaking out. He saw like a squirrel or something. <laughs> um, so the offseason additions, David Akam, Borak Dashkal, uh, Corey Bur- Bax. Baxter's crying. Oh, no. This is what he does. He's uh, so he's got the bone. Story. No, he's got a bone in there, but he doesn't know like where to. Uh, oh. So what he does is he's, he's looking for a place to hide it. You know, like his primal dog instincts kick in as they do in all of us. And uh, he's looking for a place to hide any wines when he can't find a place. <laughs> all right, anyway. Speaking of hiding bones, David yeah. Akam. David Akam. I don't get that transition at all. Bork Dash. <laughs> <laughs> David Akam, Bork Dash, called Corey Burke, um, Fontana, who was already announced uh, last season, uh, it, McKenzie and Real. So that was the offseason, really. I mean, it's what, what they, you... I mean, they did what they wanted. They wanted two impact playmakers, one at the wing, one at the 10. They, they wanted to kind of build more through their um, academy with the, with some teenagers, what mm-hmm. they did, and they wanted to kind of keep things going in, in the same direction, not consistency, stability. So, I mean, they 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 checked all the boxes of what they said they were going to do in the offseason, yeah. but yeah. is it 
is it enough? I mean, we could talk later on about well, why don't why not during the playoffs or no? Nah, well, why don't why don't we do okay? So let's just let's look at the starting eleven, right? I think we are pretty sure what we know it's going to be um, except for right back. Ugh. Don't get me started. Uh, do you want to start there? Do you want to go? Sure. From I mean, front I, yeah, to, well, we, let's go for let's go for front we, front to back. Okay. Where it's a little where we kind of have more understanding there. CJ, CJ, CJ. You, you he think he gets the nod over <laughs> Jason? Over Jason. Sorry, I couldn't even finish that sentence. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, uh, we can talk about CJ. He had a, he had a, his breakout year. Uh, sixteen goals, right? Yeah, sixteen. Uh, I'm U.S. national team uh, minutes. So I mean, he's never had. Um, more than 10 goals before last season. So I guess the biggest question is, can he uh, match that? Does he, Does he yeah. fall back to below 10? I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's not like make he case got... For either way. It's not really like he got amazing service last year, you know, if you think about it. I mean, I think of a couple nice balls that Pico put in. There was a really nice cross at the end of the year. But, you know, he poached and knocked in a bunch of penalties and uh, got some, some slop rebounds and things like that. I mean, he scored in a variety of ways, but it wasn't really like they had a... You know, Roland Allberg wasn't setting him up, and Elsino wasn't setting him up, and Chris Pontius really wasn't yeah. setting him up. Had a couple knockdowns, I think, earlier. But I mean, so I don't, I don't really, you know, theoretically, you'd think CJ would be on pace to at least get back to the fourteen or fifteen mark this year. Do you think twenty, maybe? Oh, geez, no. Twenty-five? Hell no. No. Thirty? Thirty? <laughs> I think CJ scores like, I think he's in the, like fourteen to sixteen range again. Yeah, I mean, because I, I mean, unless a com takes over the. I mean, remember nobody else was scoring last year, you know, and it was the onus was really on CJ yeah. uh, by himself. So, I mean, I think you're set. That I mean, you can do much worse than, than CJ. You can do worse, but I mean. if anything happens to him or he has to miss time, you have then to be what? a little worried about. Well, the, who the do backups. you go to? Well, right, who you do might you go, go to, to Burke over Simpson. Yeah, because he I mean, fits the. He's more he of a system. CJ type. But is Burke a quality number nine starter in MLS? I mean, look, the thing I always do with CJ, and this is when people get mad at me. It's it's again, it's not that I'm against him. I've never really been against him. I've always just wondered if he's good enough comparative to what else, you know the major league soccer teams are putting out there. And if you go down the list and you say, are you going to take CJ Sapong on Toronto? Is he going to start yeah. on Atlanta? Is he going to start on Red Bull? Mm. Is he going to start? <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. you go with the, the upper echelon there and, and that's he's not, where it comes he's in. not a top five striker in this league. He's probably middle of the road, but you know, he, he's what but they he need. fits with he the fits, union do with the target. The the Akam and uh Pico. It looks like Akam's going to be on the left. Yeah, uh, Pico's been playing on the right. They said it's a little bit of an adjustment there for him. Yeah, um, and Adam and I talked about how far yeah. the fullbacks were getting up the field and how that allowed Akam to sort of pinch in there. I mean, yeah. I liked what they did, but I, I doubt they'd be able to play that kind of possession. Yeah. You know, well, don't be surprised to see um, Herbers play a lot on the right wing, too. I mean, I think he he, yeah. he could have a bounce back year there, especially if uh, Fafa is not getting the job done. And I guess the Dashkal signing means that Ilsenia goes back to the winger depth chart, you know, instead I think, of being yeah, in the Yeah, I think he's probably a reserve now and in both the wing, uh, maybe in the 10 if they need a goal late or something. Or yeah. Number 10, you have Dashkal, obviously, but we think that Fontana's going to start. I think Fontana. I haven't seen much of him. It's exciting, like I said, to have a teenager start. I mean, Jim... Is usually I'm um, good for a couple of guys coming out of the like woodwork to start opening day. Last year it was Jones. Yeah, I think the year before Tribbett got the surprise start opening day. Now King we Tribbett, got Trusty yeah. and Fontana the both Tribbett, coming out. Uh, the Tribbett and Anderson. Tribbett and Anderson <laughs> pairing. Remember that one? Yeah. So uh, it, it's cool to see guys make their uh, debut on the first day of the season. And so it's, it's, it's a tough spot. I but. mean, if 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 we're like at the crossroads where it's like you got to play the kids eventually, but you're not sure if they're good enough yet. I mean, have we hit like? 
we're in that epoch yeah. like right now are We've we hit, not like we yeah. have hit like the homegrown build up to like now you got to get i think I, th- I think jim knows that i think with trusty he's prepared to start him all year mm-hmm. if necessary he's talked about this like uh, last year they had i'm um, gooch they decided not to go with gooch they could have easily brought in someone else like a veteran guy who's pretty good not great but yeah. they decided to go with trusty and i think he's their guy and he's gonna have some bad games but I think they're going to stick with them. And so that, if that's we, what you need. So if we see Trusty on the field in the starting 11 and Fontana and Najem coming in and out, I mean, that's one, maybe two homegrown yeah. starters. Well, I mean, is that, a, good, is that enough? I, I think it's a good start. I, I mean, I, I think Jones will play a lot. He's behind two guys right now, but if any of those guys need rests or get hurt, you'll see him play a lot. Uh, uh, Matt Rial has a good chance to play a, f- a few games here and there, depending mm-hmm. on uh, Fabinho's status. But, I mean, I think these guys will get a lot. I mean, last year it was just Jones with the, like, 700 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. That was the only homegrown. So, I mean, I think yeah. they're prepared to definitely get a lot more than that. I mean, if not one of the one of the top amounts in the league, we'll say. Six and eight, uh, obviously, Bedoya and uh, Medunianin. And then, uh, so the back line looks like it's going to be Fabinho, Austin Trusty, Jack Elliott, and... We think Keegan's going to start the <laughs> I season? hope Keegan. I, I mean, I, I mentioned this. It, it could be a controversy again. I mean, Keegan wasn't happy on the bench last year. We talked about that. Jim hasn't tipped his hand really on Gaddis or Keegan. He's He definitely likes Gaddis a lot mm-hmm. as a person, as a player. Um, Keegan maybe he still likes, but they seem to have some brush-ups just based on last year. So, I mean, I, I you know, I like Keegan because he still has that star quality, that star potential. Gaddis, you kind of know what you're going to get, right? He's not Ray a, is Ray. Is Ray. Yeah. Yeah, He's point. not a young player. He's a squad guy. He he could fill in the role. So I, I hope it's Keegan, but I'm not sure. What do you think? Well, it's going to be... Yeah, I mean, it just makes sense to start Keegan from a perspective of, you know, again, Ray fills two positions on the bench you know the misuse of him or in his early days of the philadelphia union has made him a viable option to pump he, on both Gattis sides would be a perfect guy in the 18 yeah. there like as the yeah. fullback option on both so sides. i think it's got to be because yeah, if not true. if not then what does it say about i mean no disrespect to ray we know what ray is at this point he's not an offensive guy and he never was you know but if you look at the way that keegan and fabinho got up in the in the preseason games uh it just, you know, that's that's. It looked very Columbus esque with dropping Medunian in between the center backs and even allowing Trusty to get forward and operate a little forward a little bit, you know, because he played some left back before and he's a left footed guy, so um, he feels comfortable kind of operating in that wide area where Fabinho vacates, you know. So, yeah. Um, It'll be tough to see Keegan not starting, but plus like Josh Yarrow has fallen on, on the depth chart. It seems yeah, like I, I haven't seen much. And Herbert's isn't going to start. So, like those three guys were so good in their in their like rookie years, and then they fell off last year. You'd like to see at least uh, some of them come back a little bit in their third years. What? Um, so with the center backs now, Elliot looks pretty much like himself i think so far i mean yeah, i don't i, mean, I don't we, i'm we, you know i you always talk about the, the concern yeah the sophomore salon it thing, seems to hit everyone on the union he kind of came out of nowhere last year which is a concern like can he keep is he really this good are guys gonna figure him out um i'd be concerned they have marquez there who could fill in jim actually mentioned elliot as marquez as kind of as like a battle um so I, I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't have as good a year as last year but he does seem like a pretty low-key confident guy so i don't know that's another i mean their back line is a question mark i mean harris is gonna have to do a lot of work to help them and andre blake uh, is gonna have to try 
I'll probably make like a lot of big saves. It's a young, inexperienced back line. So I said on Twitter yesterday that I felt like it was kind of uh, yeah, that this offseason reminded me a little bit of the 2014 offseason yeah. and the fact that you brought in a lot of like nice midfield, a whole midfield and attacking triangle they brought in then, yep. pieces. Yeah, I mean, you brought in Maidana, you brought in Adu, you brought Nagera. in Nagara. Everybody thought Austin Berry was going to be the guy in defense. Yeah. Then it kind of completed. And, you know, obviously it ended up being that cobbled mess of Gaddis and Williams and Akugo and Wheeler. But, um, you know, this time around, as people were pointing out, it, it's, you know, Trusty is in his spot and Fabinho's in his spot and Rosenberry and Gaddis are in their spot and yeah, Elliot's true. in his. So even though there's a lot of question marks there, I mean, look, I, I don't, I'm not like it's against. Just young. And it's not a, yeah. it's not a lot. They're cheap guys. They're cheap young guys, right? I mean, <laughs> that's, right. that's what they are. So they could be great, but it's a question mark. Like I say, it's not. I'm not against Elliot pairing Austin Trusty at all. You know, I just you know when you look around the league, it's not Drew Moore and Lawrence Simon and Ike Opara right. and uh, <laughs> Tim Park. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, obviously there are more concern. There's more reason to be concerned there than the way that other teams do it. You know, so and then Andre is Andre. You know, again, I've always felt like you know people need to look at him in a different way you need to consider how the union play and you need to look at the guys in front of him but he might you know be called on early and often again this year considering he's what the best the, goalie what the back line in the is, league, you know? i think still i disagree i still think it's uh Melia. Zach Steffen, Melia. Well, Steffen's yeah, poised <laughs> those, to kind those of be two guys there. could be the two best, two most talented raw talent goalies in the league, which is interesting. We'll go. Uh, so, <laughs> what do we? So, let me do. What do you want to do? Do you have anything do, else you want uh, to say about? We that? could do some. We could either go through questions. We could go through let's, well, let's uh, predictions the, first. Do you, let's do. do let's do, do a quick exercise. Well, I hope hopefully this will be quick. Let's go through an exercise here. Let's do. Uh, let's just go through the first hard. couple games of the season. All right. Okay. Uh, let's just look at the early schedule. Home to New England on Saturday. Win, win for nothing. That's how much I think of New England this year. I honestly think they're the worst team in the league. Colum- and, and I like some of their players too. But the whole thing with uh, with them, Lee Win and yeah, yeah. Home to Columbus on the seventeenth. Columbus is interesting. They kind of switched a lot of their good players for some other pretty good players. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I I think they'll win that. You say win, I say Too draw. Yeah, then okay. they go to Colorado. What do you got in Colorado? I say draw. Oof, I think they'll win that. This is a good start to the season. I, I think yeah. they can start three now. You got them winning three in a row? Those okay. are not... I mean, Colorado and New England, I think, are two of the worst three teams in the league with Minnesota. Home to San Jose. And that's another one. I'll say it's a win. You say I'll say it's, it's a win. win. You're say that you got them Wait, four I got them four now. What's Jesus happening? Christ, man. Um, and then home to Orlando. I'll say that's a loss. I'll say it's a loss. Yeah, I, I like they, Orlando they this year. Re, they re-fucking-tooled, man. So you're going to come in four and, four and one. Four and one. Here we go. Two, one, and two to start. I, I mean, but that's really what this season comes down to, isn't it? Because, I mean, after the 0-4-4 oh, four four, uh, last year, wasn't it, like, pretty much over? It. I mean, they went on the winning streak then after that, but they were playing yeah. from behind. Did you ever think that during that winning streak when they kind of got it back on track, did at any point during that did you think – that's what this team is you know it's weird in mls there are times when they look great and you think they could be putting it together and also with everyone making the playoffs all you need is like a a nice like three game winning streak to get back into it so there's never a time where i thought oh this team is the worst they have no chance but it was also never a team that i thought could really like challenge for yeah. a cup or i mean yeah. i thought that they, i didn't think they were as bad as they were during the zero four and four and i didn't think they were as good as they were 
during the four and zero, and I think that's kind of how it played out. And look, you you got if you have them going four and one, here's what they do after that: at Dallas, loss; home to DC, win; at Toronto, loss; at Columbus, <laughs> loss. That's five and four for me. At Montreal, probably a loss. You know, yeah, it could be Montreal. Yeah, I mean, I I don't. And then at Atlanta, I think Toronto, they might, yeah, at LA. I, I think they might need to win for home to Atlanta for the first at five Chicago. games. I mean, like again, it just comes down to. So give me, give me a what the hell was their record last year? Ten and f- look at um, I look at how it was ten and whatever the hell it was. The same record as twenty sixteen when the same right. amount of points, forty two points and forty two points. Um, they were 11, 14, and 9 for 11, 34 points. 14, and 9. And what was the goal differential? They are positive. Positive 3. They were plus 3 based on the one friggin' Eighth place. Drubbing oh, that drubbing at the end, yeah. And they were, what, negative 1 or, or 0 like the year before, 11, 14, and 9? Uh, something like that, yeah. 0 or, or whatever, like a negative 1 or something. They were. So they were better last year than they were the year Yeah, they before. were uh, 11, 14, and 9 with the minus 3 goal differential. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and go through the whole imagine damn schedule or whatever. We've had two years of podcasts, and it just ends up with them always being 11, 14, and 9. Why, why are you well, let me, Well, let me... Uh, no, I know. Well, listen, listen to, to... You know, when you go through the schedule, I mean, I'm looking at, at Portland. They have a stretch where they go at Houston. Wait, here's what it is. All right, let me read this to you. At... LAFC, home to Atlanta, at Chicago, home to the Galaxy, at Houston, at Portland, at New England, home to NYC. Yeah, I mean, they could win some of those. <laughs> uh, LAFC, I'm not uh, convinced about. They don't have that many players. Yet. Well, that's on the road. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just don't. I mean, what's okay, your so uh, call and a calm and kind of like putting some younger guys on the field. I mean, I, here, here's what I'll ask. Is this team better than 11, 14, and 9 this year? I think talent-wise they are, but here's what I always go back to. I think I was doing, I was working on power rankings for the league, and um, I think three of the top most talented teams are in the East. And mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that. Toronto, um, Atlanta. Atlanta, and um, New York City. Um, and then you can make the case Orlando is right up there. Uh, yeah, with all their the new fires talented, uh, Columbus and Red Bull. So I, it's it's going to be a tough <laughs> again. A, that's I it's feel a like, loaded conference. <laughs> I feel like you. I feel like it's like like Groundhog Day on the Always Soccer podcast because we sit here with Matt last year and we asked the we physically like asked this question at the beginning of every season like who if the Union are in the playoffs this year who's not. Right, like if they're in the top six, who's vacating that? Yeah, state? I mean, it's I, not New England, it? Montreal, uh, possibly Columbus, possibly DC. I mean, Red Bulls are kind of like younger this year, but I mean, it's going to be hard for them to get the top three. I think if they get the playoffs, it'll be anywhere between four through six, and, and then you're looking at a knockout game, probably on the road. So I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like, you, it's easier to make the case that they come in last than they come in first, just because of how good Toronto and Atlanta is. Yeah, and, I'm gonna um, say. Well, listen, based on all of that, I'm gonna say twelve, thirteen, and nine, and that gets you forty-five points. Last year, the threshold in the East, because it was a lot better than the West for the first time in a long time, was forty-nine. Forty-nine got you into the playoffs, and. Uh, assuming that's where you're drawing the line this year because like you said the east is probably going to be better than the west again if you're drawing the line at 49 i I don't i just don't i just don't see how they get there 
I don't see how this yeah. team gets to 49 points unless, I, the, unless the defense is much better than we thought it was going to be. I, I think they can make the playoffs. I, I, I can see it, but I don't think it'll be higher than, than a 5 or a 6. So that's my prediction. They get a, a road knockout game, which yeah. they'll probably lose. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to do – okay, so what's your what's your you prediction? Any, oh, yeah. So do that's wanna, my well, prediction. Well, let me go – no, we got go, go to go uh, do these beers first. You know what? So why don't, oh, I, uh, why don't I go down and get um, – go down to the fridge – all right, so this is the fan portion of the Always Soccer podcast. Yeah, thank you to Mike Bonfanti. Is Mike, that right? Mike Bonfanti. Mike, did we say your name right? Mike Bonfanti. Bonfanti. Yeah. Okay, Mike's been a loyal listener for a long time. Yeah, Our listeners are friggin' amazing. Did you, did you ever imagine that when we started a that they'd send beer from Florida? No. That they would send us beer. But if you guys want to send beer, food, cash, I mean, we're always available for that. <laughs> they kind of donated thing. to our fundraiser. <laughs> they they send us beer. They listen to us ramble on about the philadelphia union so mike is one of our uh listeners in florida and he um he said hey i got some craft beers down here that i want to send you and uh we said yeah absolutely man you convinced me (laughs) (laughs) so um no he just wrote us like a little note thanks for continuing to record and produce uh the show uh the team is depressing at times but the podcast rocks thank you um so i hope you guys are here for yeah right right um and if the team blows for the rest of the year, maybe we can just turn, we can you know do beer sampling for the rest of the. Uh, we can the rest just change it to a uh, beer podcast. Yeah, that's right. It's always beer <laughs> in Philadelphia. So he says, "I hope you guys like these two local uh, Tallahassee, Florida brews. Uh, the dark one is from Proof, while the lighter one is from Deep." Okay, so um, what do I have here? So <laughs> Proof. This is it. called. Uh, cre- this looks like my kind of thing. I like. Uh, dark heavy like winter stuff this is by proof it's called creatures of the dark uh it's an eight percent alcohol by volume eight percent looks like some kind of order or something here let me see if i can talk at the same time here okay i'll narrate kevin put the microphone down he is now trying to open a beer he's look. he looks like he's never opened a can of beer before no it's a big crowler it's a big crowler he's now pouring a beer this is riveting stuff i'm like jp della camera over here doing a play-by-play He's really struggling to adapt to his surroundings. It's a really full big beer. Baxter's looking on. He's pouring it. It has been poured successfully. Might need to go to the video review. There's a little spill. Baxter's mopping it up. Sorry, the crowlers are like so like filled up so high that I could barely. I had to like like just go for it and pour. It. Okay, so let me try this thing. Here. Cheers. Oh, that's chocolate. Yeah, oh, that's, that's good. good, man. Yeah, yeah it's like, like a. It. You want to switch? Uh, port. That's a. Uh, yeah, it's a port. It's got like, a little bit of chocolate and stuff in yeah. there. Yeah, I should look it up on I the thing. I taste the chocolate. Um, all right, well, let me finish this and then. Well, let me open the can. <laughs> of the, so the second one is called Deep Spear Pressure. I don't know what kind of beer this is. I'm trying to do the thing with one hand. All right, whoa. Yeah. That went flying. And why don't we? Why don't we get to some fan questions while we do sure, this? Sure, yeah, since yeah. We're in the fan segment Go do part that. of the podcast. We don't want to, yeah. And Baxter, you can lick up whatever's left over so, here. So Kevin's drinking beer. Yeah. Um, Austin C137 asks, predictions. Here we go. Will the union be uh, represented in the All-Star game? I will say yes, Andre Blake. What do you say? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Andre will be there. Who was there? Did we have anybody last year? I think that, there? no. I think that was last year the only year we've ne- they've never had someone, I think. Because Andre and Keegan went in 2016. Yeah. Right? But not 
Yeah, no, they, they had Latou in 2010, Mondragon in 2011, Valdez and Farfin in 2012, McInerney in 2013. How, how do I even wow, know Wow, that's really good stuff. That was off the top of my head, by the way. <laughs> man, that's the kind of, that's the kind of knowledge you I've don't get. I've run out of years, though. You it's don't get that kind of knowledge on any other uh, union podcast. And you can tell Orlandini I said that. Yeah. Uh, who will win the uh, Golden Boot too. MLS Cup and the Wooden Spoon? The Golden Boot for MLS any predictions there? Uh, um, Nemanja Nikolic. David Villa again. What, I'll say what do you Nikolic. think? Okay, Nicholas. Nemanja Nikolic. MLS Cup. Uh, Toronto. Uh, I don't. I don't think they'll repeat. I, I mean, I think they have a good chance. I'll, I'll go with Atlanta. I think when you spend that much, you have, they have a lot of good things going for them. They learn the playoffs are a little bit harder. Um, I'll go with, with Atlanta. What do you think? You think it's Atlanta? Who are they playing in the final? Uh. I'll go Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake versus Atlanta. I don't think Seattle, without Morris, can get back a third straight year. Yeah, Portland's got a new coach. Who else in the West do you like besides? I don't know. There's a lot of question marks out there, aren't there? I mean, Portland with a new coach. I mean, uh, Dallas Gio, could Gio be Savarisi. good. Like Houston could keep being good. I, yeah, I, unless, unless Dallas plays like they played last night. And another um, SKC is always right there. Kansas I mean, the West, City. I honestly think the East is far more talented this year than Good the West. Good boy, Baxter. Um, Wait, he can't be drinking beer on the podcast? We're, yeah, we're going to get reported. No, dog, dogs can have beer, right? As long as yeah. it's not like, they can't have chocolate, though, right? So, if the, But if yeah. there's chocolate in the beer, is it the same thing? I don't know. Well, I'll let him try the other one. Go ahead. Alex McCoy had asked, over-under games played until Curtin gets the axe. 9.5 thoughts. I don't think that's happening. I'll say over. Uh, Ernie always talks about building something, patience. He really seems to like Curtin. It's not just PS. And like we talked about, I think the early schedule is, is good for them, so I think they win. If they, I mean, if they start zero and nine, I guess it's possible, but uh, don't see it happening. What about you? <coughs> Sorry about that. I almost uh, choked on the. Is this Kevin's first time the, drinking which beer? Which is just the <laughs> deep spear pressure. Uh, back Baxter is licking the uh, the thing here, and I like yeah. choked on the damn thing. But um, I'll keep going while you get your voice back. <coughs> yeah, you um, do that. This is like when you're on the anchor desk. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of these when I worked in TV where the um, the anchor like lost it like in the middle of a uh, read and they could could not read like the prompt prompter yeah. because they were just like trying to like catch their like breath yeah, breath yeah. the whole time. And I remember one time I like uh, I was like, okay, can we like just cut to, cut to commercial break here? We could we like just <laughs> went to commercial in the middle of the story and I ran out there with like a thing of water and like the anchor was like just trying to recover and then we got it all back together for nice. uh, for nice. the uh, culmination of the. Newscast. There you go. But why don't you carry on with that? Uh, Union Hulk, our favorite uh, guy on Twitter. Do you miss Eduardo Cudet every single day? Chaco. He was the first Chaco, wasn't he? Before he was Chacho. Oh, Chacho. He was Chacho. So there's Chacho. He was Chacho. My Donna was Chaco. This is really good. What is this? Is it like a. Yeah, Cudet played in what? He played like the end of 2010. He was signed. Cudet was signed in the middle of the 2010 season, I think, with um, um, JT Noon. JT Noon. Whose man. name. W- Look like no one, dude. This is why. <laughs> this is why I'm just bringing. I got you today. to be the co-host. I'm bringing it all out today. Thing. Yeah, I don't do anything anymore. I, I just have my. What is this? Old this knowledge. is called deep spear pressure. Okay, you keep reading. I'm gonna look up the spear. All right, Dean Moriarty. Now that Dashkal is here, what's Stewart's next move? Be it this window or in the summer, what's the position of need that's most likely to be addressed? You know. I don't think he has any big moves up his sleeve right now. You know, if someone gets hurt, especially if it's uh. A striker, he might uh, need to make a move, but um, yeah. I think right now it's still building through the academy, getting these homegrown guys, and uh, 
kind of replacing the impact players when they go like mm. if Harris leaves after the season or next season whenever that whenever that may be sure so. yeah yeah oh this is a golden ale uh by deep brewing company it is called deep spear i haven't tried it yet and i'm still drinking my pressure oh you sh- oh i didn't even pour you one i'm so it's okay it's a British Golden Ale, 4.5% alcohol by volume uh, out of Tallahassee, Florida. I like it. I like both of them. Mike, uh, nice. Mike, Came through Mike for definitely us. hit the hit the uh, target here with these. Chris, right, Chris Gonzalez, who didn't get a spear, says, oh, th- does the junior back line survive the season, or do we see a mad scramble for veteran support at the next window? Yeah, that's always possible that they could sign a, like a veteran center back. They're out there, guys, mm-hmm. or make a trade for someone. Um you need it. You you always need a third center back anyway. But we didn't even mention Richie Marquez. I mean, what what is? I mentioned where's he? Well, I think I think he's got a chance to play if Jack Elliott struggles. Um, I think he he's their third guy right now. And and Jim mentioned him in the press conference. So yeah, I think Jim's higher on Richie Marquez than Ernie is. Um, and Josh Yarrow has not been mentioned in no, <laughs> weeks. No, no. Um, yeah. Usually when Jim mentions or not mentions somebody, it's pretty. I think it means more than when other coaches do it because, you know, he's a very – he's sort of like a think-out-loud kind of guy when, yeah. he, when he talks in press conferences and gives the answers and whatnot. Uh, Joe Tanzi, the new uh, beat writer for Pro Soccer America, congrats to oh, him. Oh, good for him, yeah, man. He's, Cheers. He's, he's a good hard worker. Cool. Shout out, Joe. He has, a, he has an, his own podcast. Ours is probably better than his, but he's still good. Uh, <laughs> are you excited for Keegan Shout Rosenberry to, to regain too. his starting spot? Also, have you let Keegan cut your hair yet? I have not. Keegan cuts everyone's hair in the team. I still go to this barber on um, 19th and uh, Ranstead between Chestnut mm-hmm. and Market, and, and she gives this like a massage afterwards, which is pretty awkward. But really, yeah. But it's your it's your scalp, right? She starts in the scalp. <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> it's like a back massage. That's I was like, it. whoa, whoa, whoa! Well, yeah, it's a family show. I haven't I haven't had that much Any, beer yet. Check out the check out the uh, haircut. This is a family. It's always Ranstead Barbershop. Yeah, yeah, it's a family. Sydney. This is a family podcast. Yeah. It's also the only Here's Philadelphia a, Union podcast. Yeah, not this. I don't know how many Ricky Sanchez listeners there are out there, but that's Spike's thing okay. with the we're, the, nice. only, we're the only Sixers pod. Here's one for you from Ken Hulk. Has working mm. for uh, Crossing Broad changed Kevin's view of the popularity of soccer in Philly? I'll let you take that one. Has it changed my view of the popularity? Yeah. Uh, no, no, it has not. I think that, like, you know, the, the bellyache. I mean, like, we have a bunch of trolls that are in the comments section anyway, so I don't give a shit what any of them say in the first place. But, Wait, but um, are we going to read those comments? But, yeah, we should. I'll pull <laughs> I'll pull it up right now, actually. <laughs> okay. But you know what? I, I um, in all seriousness, the pro-rel column that I wrote for the website, like, over Christmas, like, in between Christmas and New Year's, like, did really, really, really well. Like, yeah. like thousands of page views from, nice. like, all over the country and, uh, like, overseas, too. And the union stuff has been doing well enough, too. But I, I said to somebody – I looked it up this morning because I wrote the thing about Dosh Call yesterday. And of course, somebody had to bitch and whine about it like a freaking crybaby. You know, if you're – you don't like the subject, but you, you're arsed to go into the comments and tell people how much you dislike it, just fucking close the page down. Just click the click out of the page, you dumbass. Um, <laughs> yeah, that – I but talked to, about this before. The like vitriol really comes out with people online for soccer, where like if it's a college basketball story, they'll just like 
they won't like pay attention to it. But with soccer, they feel the need to just like really rip it. And it's like I. But you know, somebody came in the comment section and said like, "Dude, if you don't like it, you don't like it." But I see some people's like some names from like our podcast like popping up in the comments. Oh, too. Nice. And I don't think it's some... too much. Like I've done seven. I looked it up today. I've done seven soccer articles for Crossing Broad out of three hundred and ten. Yeah, you can do the big stuff, and so, it's fine. Who it's, the it's not cares, man. And like, yeah. yeah, there's infinite space to write about anything you want. And like yesterday, for example, I did Eagles Sixers. Another Eagle story, Union, and like some Trevor Booker like posted. I'll do a Fusion. You know, we can talk about <laughs> Overwatch if you want. Do Destiny 2, man. Whatever Ryan Bright's wanna, whatever a big esports guy. Ryan Bright? Yeah. We'll get him on the pods sometime. But esports? I, I haven't had Ryan on the... Um, oh, he's not anything about he soccer. He's like a guy who doesn't give e-sports. a shit. Yeah, like Ryan's probably like, well, I don't want to do a pod- <laughs> podcast. I'm out here in the suburbs, you know? Um, all right, so we're going to read the responses to the, uh, the Oh, story. here we go. Okay. Um, There's some good ones in there. Yeah, there's a couple I didn't approve. Either. Well, not that I didn't approve, but got caught up in the filter somewhere too. So let me see. I'm yeah, do it like you're doing like the uh, mean okay. tweet segment the, on Kimmel. Yeah, okay. Maybe I can add some background music <laughs> when we get to this part. Uh, Bedoya said he wasn't a ten, so now they want him to be a six. Oh, that's actually that's, a good, that's, a good <laughs> that's actually someone who knows soccer. What are the odds of that? Yeah. Uh, Philly influencer says if anybody wants a real hole plugged, call Aton Shander. Rumor is that he has a ten inch cock. So that doesn't have anything to do Philly, with it. So. Is that Sean? It's kind of like a thing. No, 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 no. It's kind of like a thing. They make fun of Aton Shanders. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, good job. This is Bill Clinton's wet cigar. Yeah, I read that one. Good job crossing broad covering the Phillies crossing broad. But hey, man, the union is real big in Philly, so I can see the priority here. They're number 15 right after plastic milk crate pickup basketball. Uh, and then fake dog shirt. Have you played shirt. plastic milk crate basketball? No, nah, we actually have baskets these days. Uh, maybe <laughs> Do we? fake dog shit money says maybe you can learn. Can't hurt to put that on your resume. It looks like whoever Bob's bosses needs to crack the whip or quit. You can't do any worse than what Crossing Broad is quote unquote putting out on the Phillies now, which is nothing. Let's be honest. Does anybody give a fuck about baseball? You like the Mets, but that's good. Yeah. You can't do worse than nothing. You're obvi- you obviously know. You're obviously know stuff about other sports. It's a shame that Kyle ran Leslie Goodell off. She had some decent articles. Maybe you guys can convince Kyle to fire himself or just relegate himself to fake uh, shirt duty. Frau Farbacina says everybody cares. Um, to get down to the bottom, there's three. Good please, ones, do, yeah. yeah, please don't say yeah. you don't seriously plan. You don't seriously plan to keep posting it. I'm gonna do it in the voice of that I read the CJ, <laughs> um, the CJ DUI case. You don't seriously plan to keep posting anything about this clown soccer league and team on a regular basis, do you? There are enough. There are already enough noise articles posted daily to sift through to find something worth reading. This will just add to the clutter. But if you don't like it, then you can fuck off about that. <laughs> Lou says, "What is the MLS? It's not the MLS. Lou. What is the What is the Major League Soccer? Is that like an American soccer team? Who Who watched soccer in the U.S.? Question mark. Besides femmed out. <laughs> Let's start from the beginning again. What? Is, hang on. Let me take another sip of the deep spear. Product. Lou, man." Do you think Lou really thinks it's it's a name of a team? Is MLS, it Sweet or is Lou? It just being dumb? Is it Sweet Lou who was in the press box with us in 2011? Uh, what is the Major League Soccer? Is that like an American soccer team? Who watched soccer in the U.S.? Question mark. Besides femmed out dude that get no pussy. 
Uh, and then Pele, question mark. Pele's checking in here, and he says, no one gives two shits about soccer. Has that resonated yet? You would think Pele would care more about soccer. Yeah. Well, Pele, I'm going to need you to go back to your cubicle right now <laughs> at your shitty day job. So, about the, uh, so there you oh, go. Man. That's your uh, that's your crossing broad minute. Maybe we can make that a regular part of the uh, podcast. We need to bleep really... it out, though. Like the, It's okay cursing, but some uh, of that stuff was... Uh... Yeah, I'm sorry. You know what? Maybe I'll, I should do a warning the next time. I don't want anybody <laughs> to be like in their... I don't know how people consume. It's always soccer in Philadelphia, but I'm pretty sure they just have headphones on or they're like in their car or something. So anyway, I'm sorry. Back to the important stuff. Back to the important stuff. Matt Thornton, your predictions on Fontana over under 1,000 minutes. Under for sure, I think. What do you think? Uh, Under, yeah. uh, Union road wins over under 3.5. I'll say over. Over 3.5? How many did they have last year? You remember? One. One. Yeah, but they're due for four. Uh, well, they're due, but they're Andrew Wenger is due for a goal. They're due for four road wins. They can't win on the road, man. Not well, not you, in the setup, man. Yeah, but the, it'll change. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have the faith, and that's the bottom line. <laughs> All right, so I say over. You say under. Yeah. Final positions over under eighth in in the East. I'll say. How do you do that? Under is like sixth, or, or over is sixth. Over under the position in the, in the east. east, so I'll say under as six. Yeah, under seven, in a good way. Yeah, I'll say uh, I'll say they finish. I say they finish seventh. So we're both on the same page. Yeah. Okay, EJ McGrogan, Matt Doyle, MLS analyst over at MLSsoccer.com, kind of buried Harris Medujin's preseason form in his season preview. Do you think he's been subpar? Or that Jones has has looked better. He care. buried it. Oh, is any like he, he just said he hasn't he played well in the preseason, oh, okay, and okay. that Jones might take a spot. I, I don't care that much about the preseason. I mean, Harris is. Harris is a pro. Matt said that Derek Jones might take his spot. He just said because Harris hasn't played well in the preseason, I think oh, okay. like possibly look for Jones. Well, see the think. problem. You know, the problem with the number six position here is that Harris's skill set is so unique <clears throat> and he's so like important in the build up and the way they want to play that they really don't have like his depth chart. The depth chart is just Harris Madunian, you know, because Derek Jones is like nobody on that team receives the ball deep like that has a has a, the passing range that he does nobody can be kind of that like deep lying regista like play playmaker you know it doesn't Bedoya is not the guy obviously we saw it with the national team when you're gonna yeah. try to play him as a number six Derek's not really a number six he's kind of like a tweener and uh <clears throat> you know Warren obviously who can win tackles and do a lot of good stuff is does not have the passing range either um, is not a great passer in general for as much as Warren does well. So they they really don't have anybody who does what Medunianin does. I'm going to do a quick Sixers comparison here. Like what? When they went and signed Ersan Ilyusova to be the second power forward behind Dario Saric, they're both stretch fours, guys who can shoot, and they create space for Joel Embiid on there. You know, Trevor Booker was not that guy at all, a guy who's going to crowd the space for you. So in that regard, like Booker and Saric were basically two different guys entirely and that's how i look at the union depth chart the same way where Derek jones and warren carval are kind of like in their own category and then harris is harris you know like i don't i don't equate their their skill sets yeah. are so different that i don't equate any of that at all good comparison you know so many sports you gotta do i mean i gotta like do some actual real real <laughs> knowledge here between the crossing broad comments and the be- the beers and stuff i feel beers. like i feel like i'm getting off the rails a little bit uh now. peter wilson how long until the uh, union consider relocating to the uh City of Philadelphia, we want that. Twenty-two probably years. never gonna happen. Yeah. Twenty-two years. That's what they got left on oh, the lease. Oh, under lease. Right oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is a thirty-year lease, right? Yeah. And this is season number eight or nine or whatever. So. Nine. 
Andy B, any chance Ali Bedoya plays on the wing sometimes to get uh, Jones on the field? If not, why? People really want Jones out there. I, I don't think Bedoya it really fits the kind of winger they want. Plus, they have some depth with Herbers and Marcus Epps there. So, and yeah. Alcina, I, would, so I, would, I, I don't I would, see it. I would like it, but before the before the com signing, I would have said, yeah. But Andy also asked, will Kevin start writing more articles on soccer now just for spite? <laughs> He's a well, spiteful guy. No, 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 let's be let's be realistic about it here. Okay, so ninety nine percent of people read Crossing Broad for you know Eagles, Phillies, you know Radio Wars, like the goofy shit that we do, right? But um, I don't think it hurts to have like one union story a week. Like if I do like a nice like breakdown of a game or like talk about like here's what's going on with the number eight and number six position with some nice diagrams and charts and shit like that. You know, I mean, I think there's enough that like, I think you and I have enough of an established like readership that, you know, our people would come try to read and support our stuff wherever we did it. Um, and like I said, I don't give a fuck about the trolls anyway, because they, what they say doesn't matter. You know, what people need to understand about that is that a lot of the times, like when you read crossing broad, if you go to an article that has like 30 comments on it, like five of them might be the same guy just replying to himself. Oh, like that guy under, seems cool. Like under <laughs> different names and stuff like that. Yeah, he might be like Phil E. Influencer. I got a busy day replying the Paul, the to, Paul to different people yeah, the, road. My favorite's the Paul Jolovitz fan Jolly. club president. Yeah, I love Jolly, too. He's a good guy. And he's a soccer fan, too. Jolly's a soccer fan. Is he, he likes I haven't seen him. Yeah. Can I have some more beer? Uh, yeah, which one do you want? Here, I, haven't try had, the, I haven't had the non- Try the golden ale. Yeah, yeah, just don't spill it. Uh, this, is, this is a big... Wow. Big boy. I did it. That was assertive, man. You did it right over the mouse, the yeah. mouse too, and you didn't spill it. <laughs> I don't care about your technology. But, but listen, yeah, man, I don't, like I said, Kyle, Kyle, who runs Crossing Broad, he's not anti-soccer at all. And the other guys um, with the site are like, will pay attention and watch. They, I wouldn't say they're fans. Russ is, obviously, and he's been on the po- this podcast before. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the plan is, like, I, I see it from a different way now. Like, I see an opportunity here to kind of, like, maybe reach some of those people a little bit. Because I feel like we're having a little bit of a – breakthrough in the comments section with uh some of the stories we write we do have some regular people who actually want to talk about the topic and not just troll but i never i never understood like if you want to troll you can fucking go troll anywhere go to like reddit or something like that like it doesn't i think we can clean up the comments a little bit and make it at least i like, get rid of the dude who like posts 10 times under 10 different names you know? yeah clean that up did that answer the question no. okay. uh nicholas holder when will the union see their first um notable homegrown sale domestic and, inter- and international given stewart's rep um, I think we we are we're not quite there yet. I mean, Trusty and Jones, either one of them could conceivably be the first, but they got to play a couple of, of big seasons first. Well, and they did just thing. change the rules, right? Where now I think you get all of the oh right, right, right like right, a higher right. sell on yeah. value to your homegrown. It's not like the sixty six percent. Yeah, no, that'll be good for them. I mean, they. I mean, Ernie's talked about that. They want to do that when it works and when the player wants to go. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Trusty will probably end up in Europe someday if he if he continues on this path. So why not? Yeah, we'll see. We don't see you out there. Neil Manning, who will replace Moa Du as a future podcast unmentionable and handsome locker room presence. Ugh. It depends who doesn't play and is handsome. Could be. I don't want to say Keegan. <laughs> Who's uh, handsome on the union, Kevin? Uh, who isn't? More <laughs> of the question. I went right from the uh, Marisa Du thing into the Markel Fultz thing, which is ten times worse. So it was Marisa it makes du, me is doing Marisa the Markel play Fultz. This year? He was like cut from LAFC at training camp, I think. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Did he resurface? I don't anywhere? think he did. No, maybe oh, he not right. Yeah. Yeah. Ho- I mean, hopefully, he catches on somewhere. It might have to be like a uh, a um, USL team <clears> at this point. Same. I haven't heard about Charlie Davies. Like, I don't know what these guys are going to do. I know, right? It seems like there's not a lot of opportunities. You talked about this on the pod with um, Ryan Richter. It's the American player who are 
aging it's getting tougher yeah and you even know it's even a, in like your late 20s i mean danny cruz he's he, danny he can't retired. find a place in, yeah yeah you know with, with the nasl kind of not playing this kind of not playing not playing this year and that the whole thing going into the shitter like i i don't you know we sit here and i've always been like anti i mean not anti pro rel but like you know saying that we don't need it i've kind of been firm on that stance but I feel bad for the guys who were on those NASL teams and the coaches and the players and, yeah, the, Mike and LaHood, the families. Right? Yeah, because yeah, I'm sitting here like like Mike LaHood probably has been training training all winter. Like now what? Yeah, you know I should get I should he would be a good person to have on the pod because he's really well spoken and he's he's yeah. always been um, great interview, great guy. Yeah, so I, I don't take any joy in NASL not playing this year, but it's like at the same time like. The guys who ran the NASL did this to themselves, man. Yeah. They had a chance to kind of reorganize, go down to D3, and then make another push back up. But they, they decided to go down Lawsuit Avenue instead, you know? Yeah. Aiden, Matt, what is your expected attendance number for opening night? You know, opening night's usually close to a sellout. I'm not sure if it's going to be a sellout. I'll say around 17-3. How, how many people were at the Toronto game last year when it was freezing? I don't remember. Their their average attendance has been going down a little bit, but I think it's always over seventeen thousand, right? I don't think they've ever. Yeah. Or, or did they dip under seventeen thousand mark? I think last it's year? supposed to rain tonight and tomorrow, but I think it's supposed. I think to it's supposed to be nice Saturday. They'll get over seventeen. I don't know if they'll get a full sellout though. I'll say seventeen two two ninety nine. <laughs> Can't do that. The Cheater. price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. What does he say, Bob? I can't remember what he says oh, in the movie. You gotta stop cursing. I know. Terrible. I know. We uh we gotta clean it up. We gotta do some beeps. Yeah. Um, this is I a vile podcast. Not that many more questions. Don Trahasky, what is the uh, recommended level to drink to deal with this year's union of sobriety? He says, never mind. It'll always end with a headache. The level of sobriety to deal with the union. The two crowlers right the, in front of me <laughs> as, as as we're drinking beer. Yeah. That's what it um, is. Yeah. I got to do an artistic picture here for uh, <laughs> Twitter or Instagram. Who have more assists, Dakshal or Lee Wynn? Dakshal? Dakshal? Is that the name of a dog breed? <laughs> the Dok- Dok- That might be our last question from uh, is that it? Matt Bogard. I can't say his name. Did we I think it? I said it at that time. Yeah, Matt Bogard. Uh, more assists. From... I'll, I'll say Dakshal because Lee Wynn isn't going to play the opener, which is good for the union, I think. He's kind of working his way back to <clears> fitness. <throat> he doesn't want to be in New England. He might get traded. I still hope they that the union would have traded for him. Ball. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I like Lee Wynn, but he's kind of in a weird spot right now. So. All right. So I say 12, uh, where are my notes here? 12, 13, and 9, and 45 points. Uh, you say, what did you say? I, I, I don't know. Like 50, 51 points. You say they're going to get 51 points? How many do you have? 45. Oh, 45? Nah, I'm yeah. not. 12 times I'll, 3. I'll go with... Uh, 36 plus 9, 45. What did they get in 2011? Go to 2011 on there real quick. 2011? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're not getting 50. What, what am I talking about? They, it's, cause the they beer. Only had 40... it's the beer talking. Come on, yeah. Mike Bonfanti. Don't give us beer. They I'm only talking. did... 48. 48 points in 2011. And go, let's go to 2013 real quick. They did... 46. 46. So they've 46. never gone 50. 46. Um, so they've never crested. F- they've never had more than 49 points in a season ever. Yeah. So I'll say uh, I'll say 47. I'll say 47 and I'll they say sneak. 45. 
All right. Well, I mean, I, I think I that's predict- pretty much what yeah. I predicted them to make the playoffs, though. So, like, what's the bare minimum you think they can get to make the playoffs? I just don't think that line. Yeah. I mean, again, if you're it's looking 50, at the line yeah. being 49 last year. Then All right. I'll say win. I'll say 49. They sneak into the playoffs. The line was 50. Is this last year? Is last year. The line was 50. Okay. So, Red Bull had 50. Yeah, and they were that, the sixth seed. And these teams are – and those six teams are all – yeah, it's going to be so, tough. So, yeah, last year was Toronto, New York, Chicago, Atlanta, Columbus, New York, and then the Revs were out of it. And, and I think Orlando made such good moves. I mean, they lost Kyle Lahren and Kaká, but the guys they brought in are yeah. quite good. Yeah, Montreal. I mean, Remy Guard's got his uh, work cut out from in Montreal, D.C. I mean, you know, Maxime Gonalons ain't walking through that door. Um <laughs> That was a League One reference, a so Leon. Any other predictions for... you want to make? Team MVP, biggest disappointment, biggest surprise. Yeah, why don't we end? Why don't we end on that? And with that, let's I, end on that. Uh, team MVP, I'll say Andre Blake. Who do you say? I'll say CJ Sapong. Okay, top newcomer, I'll say David Akam. I think he could do even better than he did last year in Chicago, just because. The, uh, the like system is uh, designed for him. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I will say uh, Dashkov. Those are only two choices. So we have yeah, to go with like trusty, <laughs> trusty. Or, well, like and he's not really player, a newcomer. Yeah. yeah. The biggest surprise I was going to say, uh, trusty. I think he's going to have a nice year. I'm. Uh, I think they really helped him out. I'll go. Uh, I'll go with that as well. Too. Yeah. Biggest disappointment. I might say the strikers and cj just i I think cj is, is gonna have a good year i think it's just might be hard for him to match what he did last year and adept in that position and i don't think it's great biggest disappointment um i'll say bedoya Alejandro bedoya okay you don't think have a good year no i mean i just i i don't i don't know maybe i say that from the fact that i just don't see him as like a 1.1 million dollar player in the league i mean his He's a guy who's been a winger his entire life, comes in and plays on the inside, but he's not a 10. He's not a 6. Like, he's just a glue guy 8. You know, one of your your highest paid player on the team is a glue guy, you know? Yeah. So, that said, I mean, I I shouldn't hold that against him. He's a nice player, and he would start on most teams, pretty much every team in the league. But, you know, I think at 1.1 million, you should get more than glue for that. And, uh, you know, he's not really part of the build-up necessarily. He's going to get stuck in and win some balls for it. Like I said on the pod with Adam last week, he's going to be really important in uh, defensive transition and uh, kind of bridging the gap between the two sides. But I don't – I mean, I, I just – I don't I don't know. I I was kind of underwhelmed by I, – I made sure to point out last year, I think, what he would get. You know, he'd make like six or seven tackles a game or he'd win some balls or he'd win some duels or stuff like that. But uh, from your highest-paid player, a U.S. international who's a DP, I mean, like – it just seems like you – expect a little more from that i yeah. don't know and uh last right one back, i'll say stretching biggest controversy thing. things we'll be talking about throughout the year in the podcast i think it'll be once again keegan versus ray at the right back yeah. um because if he plays if he, if he doesn't play keegan I, I don't think it's going to be good for both keegan's development and for the fans and We'll see what happens, though. It's an interesting time, you know. Uh, the Eagles are Super Bowl champions. The Sixers are going to the playoffs. The Flyers are, well, now they're not. They'll probably be first place in the Metro after tonight. Um, the Phillies are turning the corner, I, we think, made an interesting hire with Gabe Kapler and doing all the f- weird shit that he does. Um, so, you know, like I said, the window closed for this team. It was open for a long time. And I think the best case scenario is that you see some growth from the young guys this year. Austin trustee takes some steps, Matty Real, Hopefully he can take over for Fabinho before the end of the year. 
and uh, you know maybe make enough win enough games to to make it interesting. They don't play themselves out of contention in the first. Well, two do you months, see it you know? as the windows closed, or they can kind of ride on the uh, coattails of the rest of the city, kind of kind of embrace the same kind of uh, underdog mentality, <laughs> kind of uh, get some more fans it's... who who are just excited about sports who are. I mean, I, I think it's possible. I, I think if they start winning some games early, they can get a little more buzz. It's really interesting, man, because, like, I asked Brett Brown about that straight up. I said, I think the question was, Brett, you you know, you get asked all these questions about the Eagles, and it's really easy for you to say, rah, rah, we support our neighbor team, and we want them to do well and whatever. But I, but I asked him, I'm like, do you see, like, any tangible effect on your team that the the winning of that other team has created? And he said, yeah, I do see it. He said, there's more energy. The bar has been set, uh, you know, a certain height. And people now see what the atmosphere is like and the fervor surrounding the Eagles. And they want part of that. You know, they, they see what it's like in this town. And they see it almost as a challenge in a way to, to reach the same point that the Eagles are at. Um, I don't think the union have the tools to get there. But oh. the Sixers are like 7-2 and two since the Super Bowl. And the Flyers are like... N- yeah. like nine or eight or whatever here come something. the union they're starting four and oh remember so, i don't know brett like, i mean brett's like brett went into this thing he's like it's called the pygmalion effect where it's like you know the success of the what uh the pygmalion effect the it's pig? called yeah p-y-g-m-a okay. look it something. up at home and uh he said you know when other when you see the success of other people i guess was the premise i wrote about i can't remember it makes you want to be successful and perform at a certain level too. So we'll see if it rubs off on them. But I, d- I just hope they do enough to stay level and stay relevant, uh, win some games and be competitive towards the end of the season. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? No. Um, but I think it's they'll probably you know take a step forward here and there. And worst case scenario, we see the growth of some of the local guys and the young guys and get some nice goals and some nice wins and – Make yeah. it relevant enough to do a podcast. All there we go. Yeah. Let's play soccer. Let's podcast. It's always soccer in Philadelphia. Over an hour. Sorry, everybody. Episode number 41 or 42. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, for Baxter and Dave, thank you to Mike for the beers. They were amazing. I'm yes. going to put them in the fridge now. Stuff, Me Mike. and my wife, Sarah, are going to destroy them when, we get, when she gets home. And then we're going to watch the Sixers uh, play against a former Sixer or a, a future Sixer in LeBron James yeah. tonight in Cleveland. That'll do it. 